0: Hello, this is Dennis Thomas with Things That Matter, where we speak about everything from faith to finance and all things in between. Have you ever seen the Coexist bumper sticker that are on cars? And I see it quite often. And if you know about this bumper sticker, great. If not, Google it. But they spell out the word Coexist, and they use some of the letters on that bumper sticker to represent certain religions. So the first one, C, is going to have a a crescent and a star, which represents the religion Islam. Then you have moved down a few more letters and you go closer to the S uh, towards the end of the word coexist and you have the Star of David representing Judaism. And then you have the T representing Christianity. Now some of the newer bumper stickers have other letters that are going to maybe like the O has the yin and the yang and you have some other letters that could represent pagan worship. But essentially what they're saying is that we should all coexist, we should all be able to live together even though we have different beliefs and different thoughts and definitely I think that we should do that. But also, think about this, we have three major religions out there, Christianity, Islam, Judaism, and sometimes people think that it's okay as long as we believe in something then what's right for you is fine, what's right for me is fine, and we coexist together. But what we do know about these religions is that they are completely different. There's some parts of them that are similar, like Judaism and Christianity, share some similarities in our belief in God. The area where things start to fall off is definitely with Jesus Christ, where Jewish or Judaism, that religion, they don't believe that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, that He's equal to God, as our religion believes. And then we have Islam, which believe in God, they believe in, in, in a God that's omniscient and omnipresent omnipotent, kind of similar to us, right? But again, they definitely don't believe that Jesus Christ was our Lord and Savior. They believe Jesus Christ was uh, a good person, a teacher, and that's as as far as as they go. So I just wanted to review these three major religions and, and kind of explain one thing that makes Christianity completely unique and completely different than all other religions out there and if we start with Islam, we know the founder of that religion is Muhammad. So we think about the founder of our religion, Christianity. If someone asks you, who's the founder of your religion? Our it would be Jesus Christ. We know that Christians were, they were first called Christians, actually. It was Jewish people that, that kind of uh, turned uh, and created Christianity in year 40 in Antioch, in a town called Antioch. They were first called... Christians and but Jesus Christ would be considered our founder, but for Islam it's Muhammad and Muhammad was born in year five seventy died in year six thirty two so Muhammad is considered to be the founder of the religion. the Quran came to him in a cave, and the archangel Gabriel actually he had a dream right he the Archangel Gabriel speaks to him. And this is where the Qur'an begins. Now, one of the things that we uh, see about the Qur'an and its meaning is that it, it's, it means reciting, it means reading. And that's because Muhammad couldn't read or write. So all of the words that got written in this book were passed down from Muhammad, kind of in that verbal format. And it was then written down. So we see here the Qur'an, which is there. Bible, so to speak, has sacred scriptures of Islam. These ideas were credited to God, so they believe in in God, uh, or a God, and uh, Muhammad is, uh, you know, dictated parts of the Quran itself. And kind of similar to some other religions, they have other books that are connected to that main book as well. Um, So if we think about Judaism, for example, they have the, the Talmud, which supplements the Hebrew Bible and Judaism. But the same thing here, they have uh, a book called the Hadith. So there's important teachings and sayings that are gathered into a body of work called the Hadith. And then they also have Sharia, which are legal interpretations of the Quran. So these are books that can be used uh, in conjunction with the Quran itself. So right now, they have a billion followers out there. It's a lot of people, right? I mean, I was looking at numbers here. There's probably about 7.3 billion people in the world. They have a billion followers. So once we get to Christianity, we have to hope here that for all of us that are Christians, how many followers do we have out there? Does it compare? Is it less? Is it more than Christianity? Think about this as we're going through this. Do you think it's more or less than that? Judaism, okay? Judaism has... 14 million followers, so relatively small in comparison to what we typically see here. Uh, They were descendants from the ancient Hebrews in the Old Testament, so they have a book called the Torah, so the first five books of the Old Testament. What are those first five books? This is my question out to everyone. Yeah, you got it. Genesis, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Numbers. Yeah, so right now, uh, that's the book that they followed, the Torah, first five books of the Bible. Um, now, there was a destruction of Jerusalem and the temple in A.D. 70. So right now, they really don't have a place to offer sacrifices. And because of that, too, they ended up being scattered around the world. So you'll see certain pockets. When I was living on Long Island, there are pockets uh, on Long Island that were... Primarily Jewish. Uh, we also have uh, different pockets in the city that are primarily Jewish, and there's four different types of Jewish uh, groups. You have Orthodox Jewish that are very, very conservative. Follow the the law. You know, as we see in the Old Testament, there were over 600 laws that the Jewish followers had to follow, and then we see the Ten Commandments becoming a summary of those 600 laws. But very uh, orthodox Jewish uh, members, very conservative, follow the law to a T, uh, and and this law is really uh, kind of like those teachings that are written down by Moses. They uh, then you also have uh, not only that, but you you kind of transition to conservative. So uh, this is a group that's similar to Orthodox, but uh, maybe have some flexibility there and the law itself, and then you also have Reform and Messianic. Now, they are going to use the Torah, because it has those laws and teachings that are written down by Moses. They also have the Talmud, which is instructions for daily living, as well as the Mishnah, which are teachings of famous rabbis. But again, like we said, one of the bigger pieces that we see as a difference between the two of these religions in comparison to Christianity is that they do not believe that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. But there's also another thing. A lot of these other religions believe still that there's this works mentality. They work over this meritocracy where you have to do things in order to get to heaven. One of the things that I love to teach the young kids when I'm at church is, the thing that makes our religion so unique out of all other religions, all religions... Okay? Especially you think about false religions too, but all religions are based upon this idea of what can man do for God. And the thing that makes our religion unique is what can God do for man? You see, God sends His Son to die on a cross for us, His, son's, his Son dies on the cross for our sins. And I kind of go through these questions with my daughter and my son, seven and four. And I said, what did Jesus Christ do? He died on the cross. And why did he die on the cross? For our sins. And what are our sins, the bad things that we do? And what did he do on the third day? He rose again. And when he rose again, right, he defeats the last enemy, which is death. What a cool idea right there. But then what does he do after that? He goes to the right hand of the Father, but he leaves behind something. And that something is the Holy Spirit. He calls that, that third person, right? That third person part of God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, but He leaves behind the Holy Spirit as a helper. Where does the Holy Spirit live, I say to my kids? It lives within us. It lives in our heart. That when Jesus sees you, He really sees Himself. So, the thing that makes Christianity different, and we know with Christianity, is that not only is Jesus God, but it also solves a problem of evil, because God sends His Son his Son dies on the cross for our sins so that we don't have to die, which means we live forever. That's pretty crazy and wild, too. But not only that, Jesus sends and leaves something behind, which is the Holy Spirit that lives within us for those that believe. And because He died on the cross for us, this is what God did for man. So He does all the work so that we don't have to. And what we get is His grace. And that's what sets us, sets us apart from every other religion. So we think to Christianity now, finally, that question, how many followers we have? 2.3 billion followers right now of Christianity. We said 1 billion for Islam. We said 14 million for Judaism. In AD 40 is when we were first called Christians. We have certain tenets that we believe. We believe in the Trinity, Right, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, but it's only one God. Islam sometimes tries to, to beat us up over the idea that we believe in three gods, but this is one God. Three persons. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We see this in Genesis 1 1 in the beginning. Elohim is a Hebrew word. Elohim is plural. If you look at your Bible, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, but if you look at original writing, it says, in the beginning, Elohim, which is plural, because they're talking about more than one, but it's one God, just more than one person. We know in John 1, 1, another verse that lets us know that God was always there. In the beginning was the Word, which is Jesus Christ, the Word was with God. The Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. So it's letting us know that there were multiple people. there. even in Genesis in the beginning, when he says, let us make man in our image, who was he speaking to? Why did he say, let us? No one else was around then. Adam and Eve weren't even created, and he said, let us make man in our image. So he was speaking to someone else. But we see here that Christ died for our sins. This is a tenant that we believe according to the scriptures. We believe in the Trinity. And we believe that Jesus was born of a virgin birth. And the reason why that's important is because Jesus can take that penalty for us. Back in the Old Testament, they would use an unblemished lamb that had no marks in it to be sacrificed. Whenever someone committed a sin, they had to sacrifice an animal, but it had to be unblemished. right? A perfect lamb. Jesus Christ comes as the lamb of God. He's perfect because he he's he didn't sin. we think about this too we're sinners not because we sin but we're sinners because we're born into sin if we all come from Adam's lineage and Adam was the first sinner right anyone that comes after him is born into sin and so Jesus Christ had to be born of a virgin so that he couldn't be part of that lineage and he comes into this world clean never sinned therefore he could die for our sins on the cross he could take our place because in this world and the only, only way to have a complete justice is that you have to pay for the crimes that you commit. And we know that because the system we live in is like that. But in this case, Jesus Christ dies for our sin. So he solves the problem of evil. He dies for our sin. For those that believe in him, we're able to take, or he's able to take our place for those that believe in him. So that we don't have to die for our sins. The Bible says that sin came into the world, sin leads to death. So death came through sin, it says. But here, the virgin birth, Jesus Christ dies on the cross, he takes our place. This is such a wonderful story for those that believe, but this is what makes our religion completely different, is what can God do for man, not what man could do for God. We don't work off of a meritocracy. It's not based upon our works. It's based upon God's grace. It's a gift that He gives. And when someone gives you a gift, the only requirement is to accept it. This is wonderful, wonderful news for all of us that fall short of the glory. But this is a difference. And when you see that coexist bumper sticker, think about these differences because it's not the same. There can only be one way, one truth. One life, that's what the Bible says. That means either everyone else is correct and we're wrong, or we're correct and everyone else is wrong. But they can't all be correct, they can't all be the same. Therefore, we can coexist, but we're not all the same. We are different. And there needs to be that clear distinction, and we need to understand that because that's how we make the correct choice. Not all choices are equal. And all choices have consequences. So if you don't know about the sticker, Google it. Check it out. I love spending time with you. I will see you next time. Enjoy. Thank you.